everybody we're back we're back in chilada casserole we're back after three months welcome to the sometimes we have a podcast podcast that should be the name of it hey <laughs> welcome to the hey they have a podcast again podcast <laughs> it's all Lisa's uh, fault you know it's my fault it's it's both our faults because when i suggested that felipe goes because uh, he's had a long day or whatever it's one of us Always to blame. Yeah, like today we did the I did the What's Up Fool podcast. I was gonna ride solo. Sorry about the cough, but Lisa wrote about <laughs> big ass blood, right? Sounds <laughs> like Joey Diaz. Don't no. lie. <coughs> the fucking cough of breath. That's the fucking cough of breath, cocksucker. No. That song is uh We just heard crazy. this song. You know, I've listened to that song a if lot. If you like pina colada, <laughs> I listened to that song a lot as a kid. But you read the lyrics later in the song. Yeah, I know Spotify, not Spotify, but the well, X Ray, yeah, whatever. Well. But they have uh, the lyrics later on. Okay, so he he reads in the personal section, the personal part of the paper. For those of you who don't know, it's like Craigslist. Uh, in the personal section, he reads that, and he and uh, he's like, "Oh, that sounds exciting. That's a whole different woman. I'm tired of my lady, right? Yeah, tired of my wife." Out. She said it started off with, if you like pina coladas. Yeah, and getting caught in the rain and all this if stuff. you like making love at midnight. Yeah, making love at midnight. And then so it it, the, the end of the song. I didn't know that. <laughs> and then in the end of the song, he uh, makes a date. Yeah, right? he finally he gets tired. He sets up a date, and he goes to meet this lady, and it turns out to be his, his lady. Right? His wife wrote that ad. Right. She was tired of the relationship, yeah, too. too. So that's like the gift of magic. But that bitch was tired first because she, she, she wrote the letter first, yeah, right? But so he, tell but the wait, lyric. But the lyric goes. <laughs> first. Uh, and then in walks this lady. Then he says, uh, it was it was my old lady or something yeah. like that. She saw me. And then she said, oh, oh it's you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's you. But then, then they have a little laugh, and then they get together, and, and she's like, "I didn't know you like pina coladas." I don't know you like having sex at midnight, bitch. Yeah, like you just let, okay, let it so go. They're, so they're getting to know each other. But then we were like, "Wait, these guys were both ready to cheat on each other." Ready to cheat. Ready. They were there meeting the other person. They were ready <sighs> to cheat, and they just have a laugh about it. Oh, we're so funny. <laughs> ah, ha, 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 ha. I'm so tired of you. You fucking eat. I don't like pina coladas. But anyway, I just thought that was funny. Hearing that, I have heard that story before. But you know, like you hear a story about like urban legend or something like that. Remember with a dear Abby. 
Dear Old Abby school. is what I'm thinking too. It's probably I bet it I bet it came from it something like that. Yeah. Yeah, he must have read the first part and made it into a song. Oh, wait a minute, here's a twist. Yeah. The wife wrote it. <laughs> yeah, anyway, we're back. It's been what, three months? Three months. It's been a long time. I'm so sorry, guys, but I just can't commit to it all the time anymore. And Look, I can't commit to podcasts. I know. It's lame. But sometimes then we'll sit and have a long conversation and we're laughing. I'm like, man, we should be doing a podcast right now. Yeah, share our, our laugh with everybody. Yeah, when we do the we're office. We're laughing at your sweats right now. When we do the- <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> when we do the office, we should have um, hang up a, have the podcast stuff ready to go. We could have the mics there hanging on the wall, you know, wrapped with cable and stuff. You know, just ready to go in case we just want to go in there and talk, you know. So that's my thought. That's it's her tough. thought. It's tough. But Felipe's been working all year. The last three months. So the last podcast was when? January? I think so. And we talked about pod, about slippers being sick, right? Or we did one after that. I think. I don't even know, man. I think it was January, February. It was after February because we, <laughs> we talked about Christmas cake, right? And That's then right. you were mad that you didn't get anything for Christmas, so you didn't care that I didn't have anything for my birthday, which was in February. So this was like end of February, early March. You owe me a cake. <laughs> I'm going to give you a Christmas cake for your birthday. Yes, please. <laughs> make, it like, make it look like a Santa Claus face or I want a you guys Christmas to tree. send us or tag us in pictures of what you think a Christmas cake should look like. I think every man out there should have a Christmas cake. You know, <laughs> hey man, I know like I couldn't get you nothing. It's not your birthday. It's Jesus' birthday. Right. It's Christmas, but you know you're the man of the house. You don't you don't get to eat a steak. <laughs> you get to you know, just today, man, here's your cake. You can, if you want to give us a piece, that's cool, but if you don't want to <laughs> I would just oh, eat a, wait, I would wait, eat a wait. piece and then the throw option. it away. You have the option not to share it with yeah. us? <gasps> what an asshole. That's the option. And then right and then there, you if, ju- they, you if that just, person, yeah. You would just throw the rest of the cake away to spite us? Yeah, whoever. Because you're that, the man of the it's house? It's a decision I made. But you got you to go in there knowing that's going to happen. I wasn't aware this was in the rules. Of the no, Christmas just making cake. the rules now for next year. Christmas cake. I got to, you guys. I'm serious, right? Tag, make a little picture of what you think his Christmas cake should look like and tag us. Now people are going to write trash. <laughs> no, that's your fans. No, our but our I fans like, are different. Our fans are... I would like a cake. They're pretty open-minded, with, um, I think. Everybody's pretty open-minded. All the birth, ones that email. a good email. birthday cake, you have? i got to do some shout-outs. Give us a people a shout-outs. I'm do some shout-outs for the for first time. They don't ask. See, your fans on your pot Now, there's crossover in our fans. Well, the fans of this podcast and the fans of your podcast. Your podcast is mostly dudes. There's a lot. There are a lot of women who listen to this show, and uh, they email me on Instagram, and we talk about vegan stuff. We talk about child rearing. We talk about mothers, our, our shitty mothers and stuff. Oh happy God. late Mother's Day, everyone! Yeah, happy late Mother's Day, Tony. Lisa didn't call her mom. I didn't. This is probably year three, I think. No, I didn't. I wanted to call for my grandmother. You, you call your I'm gonna mom send my grandmother. Go, what happened? She wouldn't, I don't think she'd pick up the phone. I think she'd scream at this point and she wouldn't call me back. Um, but my grandmother's hard of hearing, so I'd have to shout for her to hear it. But a part of me feels like she wouldn't pass on the message if my grandmother didn't hear it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I didn't think that I sent her a gift uh, card. What did I send her? I sent her a gift card, I think, um, for Christmas. 
And then she e- she emailed me. No, she did not email me. She sent me a, a letter back saying, a short note just saying thanks. Um, I love you and all that, right? So With exclamation points? No. <laughs> Thank you. But that's my grandmother. So anyway, so, um, but I wanted to send her a gift. I'm, I think I'm going to send her a, pu- a puzzle book um, anyway. I'm just going to send her a puzzle book. Maybe I'll put a picture of her and me in there. And because, uh, you know, that's the one casualty of this mother-daughter, mother-son fallout that's happened. Because, uh, you know, it's it's not going to get better. It just won't. And um, it's it's sad to see, but not sad because I miss her or anything like that. It's just sad that it became something like that. And it's I'm sad for my brother, um, you know, because he he really he really values family. And I say, <laughs> I say that with laughter a little bit because um, I see the value in family. I just have never had a family where I really felt that. My brothers, yes, I feel very strongly toward them. I love them very much. And I still feel, even though we don't talk all the time and we're not, we're very far apart, um, I feel like we're close. And we always will be because we shared something that was tough, you know. So, but anyway, um, I feel bad because of, of that, because she's uh, rejected him. And it's it's just too bad. Anyway, um, I forget what, was, what we were talking about. Shout outs. Shout That's <laughs> not what got us here, but... Um, I wanted to give a shout out to, uh, oh, Des loves music. She emails me about stuff. Her name's Destiny. And a shout out to, um, uh, Ay Mamacita on Instagram. She's vegan. We talk about some recipes. She made some ribs by her. She made some ribs from scratch, like some seitan ribs. Um, hey, that's none of your business. She's another person. Emails me. Linda Rubalcaba. Rubalcaba. Um, yay yay Q97 Angie Q they all said uh, sorry about my dad because my dad died by the way and Mandy 5735 Kennedy 4554 Glamour 66 and BMW Abe thanks for all the emailing and I there's another one oh Court Dog she's funny she court dog. I forget where she is. She's in the Midwest, like Chicago or Detroit, or she's funny. I think she's on your page too. Court dog seven o three. Yeah, she's funny. Anyway, she she posts a lot of funny memes too. But anyway, those are uh, people who email us, and also that guy Anker, right? So anyway, yeah, my dad passed away while we were away. You found out he was he had cancer like three months ago before he died. Right? <clears throat> yeah, I think I talked about I did talk about that on here, and um, he had uh, liver cancer, and he was um, he was sick, and I I figured it was bad because the way my aunt was talking, she said he he just never wanted to go to the doctor. He's the kind of guy that <laughs> he refused to go to the doctor, um, and he never took care of himself. He just never was that kind of guy that cared about his health and i remember we were always we were also broke but i think that had something to do with it but um but my dad if he had a toothache like an, he didn't take care of his teeth that much whiskey but if he had a toothache he would um he would just go to the dentist and have him pull it out fuck it 
and he, worth it. Yeah, there were three or four times I remember him doing that. that. Too, My she? grandmother did that too. Yeah. I mean, they're country. They're from the country. But I think, you know, your dad would be like that too, like a, a paisa guy, you know, Mexican, or even anybody fresh to this country, regardless of where they're from. You know, they if they've been a hard worker in their country and they they come here and they're just like working the shit jobs. Yeah, I mean they 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 see themselves as a machine almost. Like life isn't about beauty and you know taking care of stuff. It's about doing things and being useful. But has to work. Yeah. <laughs> what do they used to call you? Inutil. Inutil. Useless. Useless. Mano de trapo. <laughs> Hands like rags, like towels. They're so weak. <laughs> like drop everything. But I, after a while, when my parents were like, I would drop stuff, and they would Closer hit me. Closer to the mic. I would drop stuff, and they would hit me. But then they stopped hitting me. I would just drop shit just to, they would ask me to pick shit up again. <laughs> you were showing you had a little bit of power. Yeah. My mom and I had that transition of power. Because, you know, she was abusive, and she, was, she had power over me for a long time. And, of course, she's the mother anyway. But then at that point where... It switched when I was a teenager, you know, and I became, I guess I found more confidence in being able to do the things she couldn't do in the world, being able to move through the world the way she couldn't because she was so shy and she was so hampered by her. She had agoraphobia. She's, I don't even know if she's officially diagnosed. She like gordos? She <laughs> gordos? I don't I had know. A gordophobia, I don't, bro. I don't know if my mom was truly diagnosed as agoraphobic i honestly don't know for much of my life i thought she was a hypochondriac but she um she does have some confirmed ailments but um she now you know they've all come to light but you know she had um she had agoraphobia and she used to go to meetings for it like like um support group meetings and she had um, agoraphobia is a fear. It, it agora, what? Oh. Agora is a Greek word for um, open marketplace, right? Like out in the open. And agoraphobia is a fear of big open spaces and a lot of people around and that sort of thing, right? Festivals, malls, stores. That's why when I was a kid, and I think I mentioned it briefly when I was talking about my childhood. That's when I was, when I was a kid. We had. My brother and I, Johnny did, and I did the shopping. And I did the shopping most of the time, but Johnny went with me sometimes. And um, and I hated paying with food stamps as a kid because I got I got so many looks, dirty looks from adults because they were judging us kids buying a big cart of groceries and on their dime, I guess they saw it that way. They those adults were such assholes. They really were. It was just shitty behavior. I mean, <laughs> we couldn't have been more than nine. You know, how are you going to treat a nine-year-old like that? But, um, but yeah, so she, she uh, had agoraphobia, so um, she wasn't able to move through the world easily, you know, do things like I applied for all the financial aid. I applied for college. I did all that stuff on my own. I went to college interviews. I did all this stuff without her, and I was doing her taxes, stuff like that. She couldn't, she had this sort of, inability to do things like fill out forms and and talk to people and go through procedures to do things you know it was hard for her to do that she would crumble under under the pressure of having to do that stuff and it was so simple to me and i was like oh i can do all this so this is where my power comes into play you know and it kind of shifted in the household 
And that's when I realized I didn't have this baby. Um, so yeah, my dad died. He had liver cancer after he left us as kids. Um, he became depressed and he went off and started doing lots of drugs and he went, I think he had some sort of, uh, what do you call that? A uh, vision quest or something, you know, he had some sort of experience out in, uh, the South all the way from Colorado to Florida going East, right across the South of the country. He worked as a bouncer in different bars. Um, he started using heroin and he got hep C from needles. And this was, my dad was not a drinker. He smoked cigarettes a lot as much as he could. That's all I remember about him. And I knew he smoked pot a few times, but we didn't have money for alcohol. We didn't have money for marijuana. We didn't have money for that. We didn't have money for cigarettes. I told you we used to get his cigarette. We used to get cigarette butts out of the, at the mall, out of the ashtrays and give them to him. And we were really proud when we found one with a lot of cigarette left, you know? Yeah, conscious. <laughs> yeah. And we would get him those free cigarettes that other people had discarded. Gross. But again, he didn't care about any of that. So he never took care of himself. And um, he just was uh, that kind of guy. And my aunt said that when she saw him in, Jan in December, she said, you have to go to the doctor. And... Um, they took him to the doctor and they said he had advanced liver cancer. And um, so he went pretty quickly. It was about three months uh, after that diagnosis. But he had had it for a while, I'm sure. He had he'd been having, he had been sick for a couple of years, like thought he had the flu and stuff, you know, was just tired, getting old, just all these ailments. And then it was more than that. You weren't thinking of going at first, huh? I wasn't going to go to the funeral. You're at talking first. about you going, but you I didn't know how to. It. I didn't know how to feel. It was such a weird. My cousin, <clears throat> my cousin um, Michelle, she's so nice, and she reached out to me and told me all the details. She kept me posted on it all, and I left the door open for my dad to call, um, but he didn't call. But he kept thinking, my brother talked to him, and he kept thinking that he was, um, that he was going to beat it, right? <laughs> like, he had some delusion, like, he would have good days where he would feel good, and so he thought he was getting better. But there were fewer good days than bad days, and yeah. he wasn't paying attention to the reality of it. So he, um, he didn't, he wasn't getting better at all. He was getting worse. And then he, <laughs> he would work, he telecommuted to that job that my family works for this big company down in Florida. But he telecommuted from Kentucky because he did IT stuff. And uh, <clears throat> he video telecommuted? He just would work like I used to work here at night um, he for the law go firm. And do it. He could do it from his home. He oh. could work from home. So he's already got the stuff set up and everything. But um, he was, he had propped himself up. She said she got on the video chat with him, my aunt. And he had propped himself up and built this thing to prop himself up so he could work while he was in bed. And it like held him up like weekend at Bernie's, like he was fine. <laughs> but he was, and he was like, look, I can work. <laughs> and she said, you cannot work, you need to rest. But he was, um, so yeah, he was not feeling well. And he had. I learned so much about him. I, I'm glad I went. I went 
last minute I decided like I don't know a week before you got to meet some of your dad's relatives I've never met I, I've met my I met my grandfather once or twice and I on my dad's side and I met uh, one of my uncles once he has now I thought he had he was from family of 13 I didn't even know there was debate about that we were counting kids and they had had three kids who died as child as children um they died so they were counting all these people and it turns out there are only nine kids <clears throat> so i thought there were 13 and my i swear my dad told me 13 but anyway so um so i had met one of my uncles and i had met an aunt just one time each and nobody else but i have all these cousins <clears throat> it was half brothers I have a half brother and a half sister, and the half sister looks a lot like me. It was weird, but she's she could be my daughter. She's eighteen, you know, she could be my daughter, and um, it's amazing. Uh, they're very much like my dad. We're all different pieces of my dad. It's so weird. Looks wise, we're different pieces of my dad, and then personality wise too, and. Uh, it was cool meeting everybody, and I I want I hope I keep up with everybody. There's so many people, but it was it was weird. I I was so glad I went because I learned. I first of all I got closure, and I didn't even see him. You know, it's not it had a closed casket casket and everything, but it didn't even. Um, I don't know. I had I had closure. I was happy. I I had gone, and I didn't feel sad anymore after I talked to everybody realized how the thing for me that made me feel so good was, that was I real yeah I realized that my dad did have love toward the end you know not toward the end the rest of his life I mean you know after our life together he had love and he had people who cared about him and <clears throat> sorry he um that made him happy and he got to be a dad. He was a good dad to these kids. You have two half brothers? No, just one half brother and one half sister. With, oh, she's 18? With this woman. Yeah, she's 18 and he's 25. But, um, and you know, David is the youngest of us and he is uh, 41 <laughs> this year. No, 42 this year. So there's a huge gap in there. But anyway, so... Um, yeah, so my dad uh, met this woman in Florida years ago, and he had another family, but <clears throat> he um, he got to raise them, you know? And he, but later on in life, like their divorce, it was weird. Their divorce, um, I guess it was amicable, and, or not divorce. He never was married because my mom wouldn't give him a divorce. It was another thing she did to hold on to power. I need the SSI. <clears throat> I think she thinks she's getting social security. I don't really know. Anyway, um, um, she wouldn't give him a divorce. So uh, he never officially got married, but he came, uh, he wanted to not be in a relationship anymore. He didn't want to be around people anymore, really. And he moved onto this farm um, in Kentucky and he was, he had a working farm and he was um, bartering with the Amish guys down the road and like living out his dream there in the, uh, in the, on this farm in Kentucky. 
I guess it was huge, but he was working his ass off. He built the house and um, converted an Amish schoolhouse into his own house. Big so, land, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, his sister, I guess, had started, um, she started a down payment, I guess, on the farm for him. She owns this company. She's, that was cool too, was meeting her because <coughs> she's. They remind you of the Simpsons. It did. It remind you of the Simpsons. It reminded me of the Simpsons episode where Lisa is really concerned that she's going to get older and get and start to get dumb around Bart's age, as all the guys in her family had gotten stupid at that point. <laughs> yeah. And and uh, and then Marge gets all the female Simpsons to come by and show Lisa who they've become, and like one is a doctor and one's a scientist and all this stuff. And she's like, oh, wow. So, like, the stupid gene apparently runs in the in the male side of the Simpson gene, okay, or Simpson DNA. So, um, but that's how I, not that my brothers are stupid or my dad was stupid. They're very smart. Uh, I'm just saying, like, they didn't like school. But your and mom they told didn't you. excel in school. Huh? Your mom told you that. Told me what? About that um, your dad's side, they're not that smart. Well, she, she, <laughs> um... It wasn't that they weren't that smart. She always acknowledged that my dad was smart, but she didn't. Um, she didn't think the family was worth much. Damn. I have to say that. And I, all I heard was bad things about the family, that side of the family. And I never knew them. We weren't allowed to see them. We never saw them. My dad wasn't allowed to see them or talk to them. And I, um, I really liked them. <laughs> I mean, they're like they're rednecks, you know, in Florida people and kentucky people like it's between kentucky and florida because they're all from kentucky but they're down in florida now working this at this company but they're all real cool people i have nothing i and you know what they didn't talk about my mom they don't care they don't care about her and i was waiting nobody said anything i was waiting for somebody to say something because i she made it sound like they hated her and they made her life horrible and (laughs) i don't know i i don't know I see two different sides of it, and I don't see where that there could possibly be any truth to what she's saying. This is a completely normal family. They all are very nice. They love each other. They're generous. This woman paid for the whole family to come down there. I mean, I paid for my ticket, but she paid for the hotels and stuff. She paid for anybody who needed help with a plane ticket. I mean, they, they were like, and I, you know, this is a rich side of my family I never knew. Just her and her husband. I mean, they're extremely rich because they own this company, but they built that company from nothing. They were living in his parents' house with two kids because he lost his job and his company. This partner stole from him. So they had nothing. And she, she like, took over everything and said, this is what we're going to do. And they started this company, and it blew up. <coughs> and she, they're, they're very well off now. And your dad worked for her, right? My dad worked up. for her. All the, all them, all of them worked for her. Almost all of them worked in, at that company for her. Your dad self-taught himself all that stuff. Yeah. Wow. He tried to go He's to very college. Very generous, huh? Everybody. My dad was very generous. So I, I met this woman also who took care of my dad, and she said he took me in three years ago, and she said I had nowhere to go, and uh, she ended up taking care of my dad the most at the end. She was like bathing him and changing his clothes and changing sheets and stuff, whatever he needed, feeding him. And um, she, uh, 
she was uh, she said he took her in and she's he's she, he just sounded like a really nice guy you know and he took another guy in too who was kicked out he was gay and he was kicked out of his, his family's house i think he was 19 and he took him in as well and he had like little trailers set up on the property and they were allowed to stay in there for free cool like and they just helped so he had her cooking and cleaning and uh, for him and she could stay there and then the other guy was like helping build helping him build stuff and helping on the farm <clears throat> i mean it was he just sounded like a nice guy my dad so rest in peace and uh were there a lot of people at the funeral a lot there were people who were just like um co-workers who had not really um spent time with him in the office but they talked to him on the phone all the time and they loved him and they said, oh, we had long conversations. Like, they would have personal conversations. My dad was really connecting with people after such a horrible time in his life. But see, in my head, that's all that I always had was this image of him as uh, this broken man. And I said that at his funeral. I said... Oh, you spoke at the funeral. I spoke at the funeral. I wrote, um, I wrote a little eulogy thing um, the night before. And uh, <clears throat> I just wanted to kind of represent our little family you know that's i think my biggest reason for wanting to go was to kind of not let us be forgotten as well so um so i had to be there <clears throat> and then johnny showed up too which was a, a good surprise um david couldn't come down but he did want to so i know that david forgave him that, that made me really happy to hear because David was saying, you know, I really wanted to be down, down there. And he appreciated seeing the pictures and everything we sent him. And uh, uh, that made me happy, too. So I was really, it was a positive weekend. And, I, you know, I like, I like my family over there. I'd like to go back over there. You know, I'd like to take you there. I mean, they're proud of you and talking about you without even knowing you. You know, like they've already embraced you. And that's how I know they're they're good people, you know? So anyway, you live and learn a whole different side of, of life, you know? Surprising. You said they didn't want to say goodbye to them, huh? No, I had fun. I had fun. My Uncle so Ronnie. was funny? Yeah, Uncle Ronnie was funny. They like, do shit I, in the oh, army. Oh, man, huh? he was talking, telling me stories about, I want to get him on the What's a Full podcast. I'm sure. He's a Vietnam vet. He volunteered. He went to basic Damn. basic training. He volunteered to go to Vietnam. He was like, yeah, I want to see what's going happening over there. I want to see all this hype's about. And they were like, yeah. So they sent him over there from Germany. So he goes over there, and he's just like, everything was him. Everything was getting high and drinking and stealing beers and messing around with hookers and pulling pranks on each other. And I'm like, are you talking about the Vietnam War like his stories were crazy, Felipe. Getting, getting away with bad stuff, huh? Yeah, he was like impersonating an officer. You said that he got like, a guy a hooker or something. Yeah, he got an officer a hooker. That's how it all started. All his he got a lot of freedom after that. But it was like Van Wilder in um in the army. Isn't that you know, it was like stripes, I guess. You know, kind of like stripes, but it was more like intense and the fucking wars going on. Crazy. Isn't that crazy? And nothing happened to him. His only injury was when he was stealing a bunch of beer from this bar, and then he he turned over. He was drunk, and he turned over his uh, jeep, and he hurt his ankle. 
That was the only injury in the whole war. He was there for a year and a half. Can you imagine not getting, like, nothing hit him? Nothing. Not hurt at all. Isn't that crazy? He was made of steel. <laughs> That's insane. He was a funny guy. But, yeah, everybody was really interesting and, and um, just relaxed. I felt very relaxed. You know, I hate hanging around with family a lot of the time. Me too. And I know you do too. There's certain things, but... You know, but it doesn't feel that way around Fernando, you know, no. and like certain family members you can hang out with, you know, and even your mom when it was you and her in New York, you know, you had a good time. Best time. Yeah. So, but everybody together, that gives me like the heebie-jeebies a lot. Everybody you know? together, man, you know somebody that I think for money or something. Somebody's going to have a fight or something's going to happen. And yeah. Somebody not, not feel love. You know who you are, motherfucker. <laughs> Uh, but yeah it's it's never it never feels right but this time it felt right and we were all relaxed and we were all hanging out like it was the hotel tiki bar downstairs and it was like this is fun and i'm just gonna go back up to my room and go to sleep now it was like a little mini vacation with these people and these people take vacations together that's they're one of those families who takes vacations because she'll that woman will pay for the cruise you know the the sister the oldest sister Dottie. Dottie. We she, like to she, party. We don't bother nobody. She was awesome. And she's smart. And she's fucking like, she runs, she runs a place with an iron fist, I think. Everybody's kind of scared of her, but reveres her as well. Because she built this from the ground up. She was a dirt floor hillbilly. And she, you know, she did everything herself and her husband. She hired all the old Daniels, huh? All the old Daniels. Well, I don't want to say that. Well, they know my name, I guess. <laughs> it's on my Instagram. She hired all the people over there. She hired them all. Well, a lot of them. But yeah, they it's crazy. <sighs> Trying to look up these. Uh, Something ever happened with you on the West Coast side. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you guys thinking of expanding? I can't you even imagine. You thinking of expanding? Mm. We, we have jobs. <laughs> Lisa had a wonderful Mother's Day. I gave her a card. <laughs> <laughs> I put that card on Instagram. That's funny. Maybe I want to go read it. <laughs> Pablo Neruda inspired. What did you want to talk about? Your tooth. Oh, yeah, I had to get a tooth. She went pulled. to dentist, people. Well, I had. Um, here's the thing take care of your teeth. And I, I know that's the. It's like a common sense. But. If people I, are handing you gums right now, <laughs> it's too late. It's not about that, breath. I'm talking about. Um, the teeth, Flossy, okay, man. well, the teeth, your teeth have everything to do with every other part of your body. If you have bad teeth, if you have infection or anything present in your teeth, gingivitis, that sort of thing, and gum disease and further on down to really bad, you know, infection, um, your, your health will be affected as well. You'll notice you're getting more co more colds, flu. You know you're getting whatever's going around or food every poisoning. time. Uh, yeah, I mean your immune system is low. You're just not feeling well most of the time. Um, I uh, man, I had not taken care of my teeth right up. Okay, this this is what happened. This is the cycle of what happened. I never really liked flossing in the first place, so I did it about three to five times a week, if that. Now some days. 
if I was really tired and I always worked at bars and stuff, so I would just come home and get tired and, and then I didn't floss and I should have lost. I should have made a morning floss time. Yeah. But I didn't. Anyway, I didn't adjust it. And I was just like, oh, I'm too tired. I'm going to bed. And I never thought about it until the next night. And the next night, I didn't do it. You ever seen so, Dumb and Dumber when Jim Carrey is flossing? That's what it was. What she <laughs> no, <flossed>. it wasn't. <laughs> so I was, uh, I would floss every once in a while. I wasn't good at it, I will admit. But I did brush wet regularly. Um, but it wasn't enough. So I started to get gingivitis a little bit in my 30s. Trust me, I don't smell like ginger. Are you dissing me? No. Can I tell my story without being shit upon? Nothing. Just doing commentary. <laughs> commentary, you know. About my bad breath? My bad breath? No. Anyway, this isn't about breath. <laughs> um. When did you find out? You remember you told me that well, the wait, doctor so said this has in New York, to... In New York, a while ago. <clears throat> In New York a while ago, I got um, I had a cleaning, and they said I had the beginning stages of gingivitis, and I was like, "Oh shit, okay." So I got really diligent about my teeth; they were fine. Moved out here, and I I got pregnant, right? And I realized I hadn't had a cleaning in a couple years, maybe a year. So, right when I found out I was pregnant, I was like, "Oh, let me go get a cleaning." But here in LA, they start presenting you with Deep cleaning. Well, we have to know if you need a deep cleaning or not. And I was like, deep we, cleaning. Not made up, but yeah. But everywhere I go here, they talk about deep cleaning. Deep cleaning. But I never heard of such a thing, like as a regular thing when I was out in New York. So so I'm pregnant. And I said, well, I'm pregnant. And she said, well, we have to take x-rays. And I said, well, I don't want to take x-rays because I'm pregnant. So she's like, well, then we can either do a light cleaning now or you can wait until after you have your baby. And I was like, ah, oh. so... Um, I didn't get a cleaning and I went to, um, so a year passed, had my baby. I was a new mom and, oh, I gotta go to the dentist. I gotta go to the dentist. And I just kept putting it off. Right. And then I got a divorce. Lost coverage. Like a year and a half later, I lost coverage. I had no insurance and, um, I uh, didn't go to the dentist and then I was broke and, you know, going through that for a few years after the divorce and getting back on my feet and everything. And my, all of a sudden I had really bad teeth on the bottom here, my bottom four teeth right across the front. And, um, it was bad. And I think I had an abscess at one point and like an infection there. And, um, then it went away. And after that, my, my gums down there were like greenish and brownish. And I can't even believe I'm admitting that, but it was bad. The rest of my teeth looked fine. They didn't, you couldn't tell anything. But if I pulled my lip down, you could, it looked like I had been, I had had tobacco, like chewing tobacco down there. It was bad. And I never even, sh I showed you one time because I was so scared I showed you one time, you looked at me like that, like, ooh, <laughs> I felt bad. So I don't know how it got that bad, but around that time is when I got whooping cough, right? My immune system was so low. She I was coughing like- I caught fucking whooping cough. She hit a, a dab with Keef, hash, <laughs> Oxycontin on it. It was- And gasoline. 
when I coughed, there was one point when you weren't home and Isaac wasn't home. Not that Isaac could have done anything. He was like four um, or three. Uh, But nobody was home and I was having a coughing fit and I couldn't breathe in. No, the problem with whooping cough is you go... Because you, your lungs like collapse on oh. themselves. Your windpipe, don't make me do it again. But your your lungs, when you take your breath in, you can't take your breath in because your your uh, your lungs aren't opening for you. And it's the scariest feeling because it feels like you're suffocating to death. That sucks. So it it was like like thirty seconds. I, felt I couldn't. I oh my chest god! Was gonna cave in or I something. thought I was gonna die. It was bad. I couldn't. You didn't even go to a doctor. I didn't. And then finally you made me. Oh, yeah, to, to that little clinic. We went to the clinic. The free cl- It's not a free clinic, but it was like $40, $50 or something Total like that. Fifty over the medicine? Yeah, and then, yeah, I think it was like 60 bucks more for the antibiotics. It was one of those little advent care or something. It's urgent care. Yeah, yeah, it was an urgent care, but we were able to pay cash. That was and awesome, it wasn't. Man. It was a sliding scale. So, um, so I went, and I'm glad I went, but um, boy, that was that was really scary. But yeah, it was because of my teeth. So anyway, they so, told you that. Well, we started talking, and um, and she was saying that you know, <laughs> I asked her. I said, because I had made, I know, I had known from when I was uh, teaching childbirth that um, if you don't have now, if you could, if you have bad teeth going into pregnancy, that could affect your labor. You could go into premature labor because you have bad teeth. You have gum disease. Gum disease can lead to uh, premature labor and other problems in pregnancy and 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 labor um, and delivery. It's um, it's crazy. Like I knew about that, right? And also they've linked it to heart disease as well, bad teeth. So there's that uh, connection. So I was asking about um, the whooping cough, and I she said, well, it certainly could lower your immune system, you know, and allow you to pick up stuff like that. So, um, anyway, so I let it go until a few years ago, like three years ago, four years ago, right? And then I started doing the deep cleanings and I had to get two deep cleanings. And, um, finally. You were scared. Yeah, I was scared. Lisa's afraid of the dentist because, um, they put one of her tooth out. Well, because when I was about eight or nine or 10, I think I was eight, my um, mom took us to the dentist. It was my first time at the dentist ever. And I was going to get my teeth cleaned. I think I told this story. I was going to get my teeth cleaned. We were all going to get our teeth cleaned, my brothers and I. But my mom, because my brothers were all hyper and loud, she kept them in the lobby, (laughs) in the waiting room with her. And then I went in to the dentist, right? My first time. Then he goes, "Uh, so uh, you've been having some trouble with with your uh, eye teeth, your canines. No. Well, that's what it says here, and I was like, "Oh, okay." And then he rubbed this stuff on my uh, gums, and then he put this little two-prong thing in my mouth, and he squeezed, and my teeth were out. And uh, he wrapped them in gauze and put some gauze in my mouth and sent me on my way. And I was like, "What the fuck happened?" And <laughs> no, no, me nothing. No, that's what he rubbed on my gums was Crazy. the Novocaine. He didn't even give me a shot for that. He squeezed this two-prong thing. This pronged, it was, looked like a wide fork. And it squeezed both my teeth out at one time really fast. And um, 
both teeth both at teeth one? at one time and it he put them with, he wrapped them in they loose they weren't loose but i was little Ugh. luckily they were my baby teeth but i came out to, the, to my mom and i was like she said what the hell what you do it was my fault she said what the hell i'm standing there with my teeth in my hand she said why she did said you let them do quarters. that and i said how am i supposed to know i didn't well i didn't even say how were you Eight, nine. Eight. First dentist appointment ever. I didn't know it was supposed to happen. The dentist got my chart mixed up with somebody else's. And and uh, there was nothing I could do. And it was horrific <laughs> for me. As my first, at? my dad was gone at that point. But my mom did not, um, didn't do anything at all. She didn't yell at them. Because you're she not a stray dog. She didn't yell at them. She didn't um, anything. And that was <laughs> really shitty. And I had, um, so I every time I go to the dentist, I have these sort of, not flashbacks, but I just have this tension. I know everybody does, but for um, me, you're it's like. like Damn, don't chop my leg off. It's like 10 times the tension. Damn, I mean, and, just uh, imagine. Like, I have to pay attention to what I'm going to wear. Like, for that procedure that I just had, I had to wear a, a jacket with pockets in it so I could squeeze my fists in my pockets and not be noticed, you know? And, like, um, I had to zone out. It went really fast. But so this infection had built below my tooth and had gotten into my tooth, one of my teeth. Um, but I thought I was going to lose four because they were all very loose. Well, pretty loose. One of them was very loose. And I thought I was going to lose four, um, but it turned out I only needed to lose one. So I, I'm, I was the, the nurse. She goes, oh, I'm so sorry. And I said, no, one is great. I'm happy with one. <laughs> I thought I was going to be four. <laughs> oh, I was so relieved with one. One I could handle. That was good news for me. So, so yeah, but it was, uh, I was terrified. And I still have more work to be done, but I'm going to get an implant in that spot. And um, I'll be back to normal. I wish they had shown me about water picks back then and like all the other options, you know. I went to a dentist one. I don't mind water picks; they're pretty good. I went to a dentist one before this time, before these, this century. Before this century. <laughs> this decade. Oh. And I remember telling me, "You're gonna get a water pick," and I just said, "All right," but I didn't even know what a fucking water pick was. <laughs> Should have, the dentist should have showed me one. Look at one of these. But now when you go to a dentist, they tell us, sell you one. We got it. Oh, yeah, man. Fuck. Your, your dentist wanted to charge like $80, $80 for, for, for that water $45 one. And I was like, $80? That sounds a They're hard high. to find. We it have was, one left. It was like Price is Right because I was like, that sounds a little high. And she's like, oh, no, that's what they are in stores. And I said, mm-hmm. I went on Amazon. It was forty dollars, thirty nine ninety nine. I bet the they're getting robbed one. by the company. They probably got robbed. They probably got sold a higher priced item or bought them years ago when they were higher priced or like a year ago, and then they're trying to offload them on their customers. The dentist we were going to, man, they have a massage chair. They never gave me that chair. Never. So I you said you were waiting one. outside. Where I go? You want to schedule a longer appointment so you can sit in the massage I've chair? I've never, I only thought there one time, but it was not even because, because you were all waiting for you. you. Poor thing. We're not going to go to that dentist anymore anyway. Somebody behind me? Oh. Clippers is behind you. Oh. 
I want to get a treadmill or an elliptical uh, machine soon. I want to get a used one. There has to be some used ones out there. There has to be a used ellipt, whatever that is. In good condition. Elliptical? Elliptical. Because they get in, uh, people make bad decisions on exercise equipment all the time. They buy them brand new. Well, I did that one time. Did I ever tell you that story? I told you part of that story when I uh, I off I saw on TV. Okay, we had a studio apartment, Isaac's dad and I, in New York. We had a studio apartment uh, on Sixth Street between A and B. And <laughs> that apartment was maybe as big. The whole apartment was as big as this room right here. Wow. That includes the kitchen, the et, <laughs> the bathroom, uh, everything. It was this big. And the floor sloped. If I put an M&M on the floor and I let go, it would go roll under. Couldn't have a Lua, just a loo. Yeah. <laughs> it was like that. And there was a stand-up shower and a crumbling bathroom floor that was concrete that looked like somebody's hammered with a sledgehammer and then put carpet over it was crunchy when you walked on it oh, don't buy chip panties <laughs> and this apartment was nine hundred dollars a month and it was back in 1996 right now it's two grand probably reals i don't know but it's in the east village and they oh, had to yeah, they had to have upgraded grand. it but it it, had, it should have been condemned this building but anyway so you showed me where, you, where it was it was nice it was well, this is where Godfather was yeah. shot. Godfather Two was shot, and uh, it's the when Robert De Niro's walking on the street um, back in the twenties, and he's like conducting business yeah. and saying hi to everybody. My old apartment building is in the background there. It's got a green awning on it, and it's now a bar. And I lived under that bar. <laughs> that building should have been condemned. The uh, bad decision I made with exercise equipment was I lived on the fourth floor. And it was a walk-up. There's no elevator, right? But I saw this commercial for uh, the Space Saver treadmill that folds up. You've seen those? Yes. Like the whole bottom, um, the the track or whatever, the, the thing folds up. Put it against when the wall. When you're done, put it against the wall. Well, I ordered it, right? 600 bucks, which is a lot. And I had didn't have money for that back then, but I did have $600 and I had a credit card. I had enough for that. So I was like, I'm going to order that. So I ordered it. So <laughs> heavy, huh? And it came and those delivery guys got stuck halfway, th- halfway up the walk up. The box got stuck. They're both like defeated halfway up. And I know they don't want to make it all the way up to my floor and I'm looking down at them and they're just like, uh, like leaning against the box. They can't believe how hard this is. And then um, I'm just looking at them like, oh, okay, I see, I'll see you up here soon. <laughs> I walk back in my apartment. <laughs> what am I gonna do? <laughs> I go help them pull it out of the box, but I wanted that fucking treadmill, like deliver it to my door <laughs> like you're supposed to. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. This thing did not fit. They brought it into my apartment finally. I think it took them about 40 minutes to get up the stairs finally with that thing. They came into my apartment. It barely fit through the door. 
they put it right next to my bed and I think they were looking around going, where is this gonna go? <laughs> where are you gonna put this? We had a loft bed. They thought they were on candy camera. <laughs> we had a loft bed and the closet was under the bed. This was the tiniest apartment. It was no, there was no way a, a treadmill was gonna fit in there. So I opened it up, pulled it out of the box. It, I felt like a bad decision when I opened the box and I was just like, oh my God, this feels wrong. It feels wrong. It feels wrong. So I prop it up against the wall and I bring the thing down. It's huge. It doesn't even, when you lay it out all the way, it doesn't even fit. Like it hits the ladder that goes up to our bed. <laughs> we had to climb a ladder to get to that bed. And it hits the ladder. So it doesn't really fully extend. And, uh, I was thinking, oh, maybe every day when I want to work out, I'll just turn it around. Then I'm thinking, I can't even make this much noise on this floor because the neighbor's right below. This is a loud building, right? Like loud floors. They're wooden floors. And uh, there's there's no way I could. So I had to call them within 30 days to get my money back. So about a week later, I called them. And they couldn't pick it up until like three weeks later. And I was like, yeah, but I don't want to get charged for this and all this stuff. I had this argument on the phone with them. And then uh, finally they came to take it back. And um, same dudes. Same. No, not same dudes. But they looked at this thing like, I don't know how we're going to get this down there. And I was like, oh, they were able to get it up here. I don't know. And then I closed the door. <laughs> I closed the door on them. I was like, bye. <laughs> and I didn't care how, what they did to get that thing out of my life. I just wanted it gone. It was so huge. And we were tripping over it. We were hanging stuff on it. The cats, I had two cats. They were messing with it the whole time. Oh, my God. It was a nightmare purchase. It was a nightmare purchase. A giant Motorola. Stupid. Look at a giant Motorola phone, huh? It was yeah, like a flip phone. <laughs> yep, exactly like that. Except giant. Like it's they call space two, saver. It, it's called space saver, but yeah, it's huge. It's tall, and right? it's wide. Like you know, space shit. Huh? <laughs> it just folds up. Like that's kind of space savvy, but it's a giant thing against the wall. Like it might as well have been a bike against you know in that same space standing up when you open it up did it fold out wide too i mean no just just long like you just yeah. pull the thing down but the the machine itself was wide like it was a behemoth it just was big i've been talking a lot on this one you need to talk more we're good <laughs> anyway so yeah i have a new tooth coming soon it's coming on amazon <laughs> no, I have a little fake one in there right now. And you know what? <laughs> they gave me my fake tooth. And I was like, oh, it looks kind of yellow. <laughs> kind of yellowed, right? Matches. <laughs> I put it in and it was a perfect match. They got like the coffee stained version of, of the fake tooth. You can't even tell it's fake. Like it was perfect match color wise. I thought that was a gray tooth right there. <laughs> The rest of my teeth are all just kind of coffee stained. I want to get my teeth whitened, but I, I don't want to strip enamel and stuff. I'm afraid of all that. I want to get my teeth whitened too. You should try that. Uh, what's that one? It's like electronic. Um, super. No. <laughs> Supersonic. It's like ultraviolet 
or something like I've that. I've seen that. Where do you get that? I don't know. Maybe a dentist. Oh. You know what worked the best was when I had, remember that antibiotic rinse I had? Yes. And it turned some of my teeth kind of brownish, right? Like that's a common side effect of that rinse. And I was like, that's a horrible side effect for a, a dental rinse. It makes your teeth brown. So afterward, I said, can, is, can we do anything about this staining after she was checking me out? Brush? She said, no, <laughs> it wasn't that. <laughs> no, but then she's like, oh, yeah, we could do this. They they sandblasted my teeth. It was like a little, it was like they sprayed it with water, but they sprayed it with like a gritty, um, I don't know if it's the grit that's with that's ground into the toothpaste or what, but it was a gritty substance that they sprayed at my teeth, really high powered, and it sandblasted. My, my teeth were so white after that. It on my toes. <laughs> now you could paint those toes white, but there's still going to be problems under there. I was tripped me out, man, when I'm talking to somebody and I'm thinking I'm serious. Then I look down and other tone other painted. <laughs> a you mean dude. a guy? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It used to be a guy that used to come into that Starbucks we used to go to, the one, the Starbucks where we did our banking and our laundry. <laughs> it was a Starbucks with a Lucy. Oh, in that one, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Get on, Yeah, in the, in the laundromat. That's 24 weird. hours, baby. That's a weird thing. That's a weird and cool L.A. thing, but also depressing, that you can do your laundry 24 hours at Lucy's and... uh I they have Lucy's card. and they have a coffee. They have a Starbucks in this one, and a Subway sandwiches, and a bank, and a cell phone store inside the laundromat. That is so weird. And Wi-Fi, right? Wi-Fi. The Wi-Fi. And the uh, Wi-Fi worked with their Starbucks clothes. Yeah, you know, the, hang out. the first time I saw that, I was not living in LA. I was in New York, and I saw it on Last Comic Standing. I think it was the Corey Holcomb season, and that wasn't Gabriel's season, right? No. no, that wasn't Gabriel season, but... It was Corey Holcomb and Ant, and it was one of the first. John Heffron won, I think. Yeah, did they stand up in a laundromat? Yeah, they did stand up in a Lucy's. And it was, was that like, Lucy's. And I was like, what the... It was that one? Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah, so... Um, a comedy wash-up, she used I to call never, it. I had never seen that. It was a regular room? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. It's funny, man, how they ended up doing a last comic standing show there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was another time where they were doing like I think. Um, were you in the background doing your laundry, trying to be like, "Hey, look at yeah, me"? Yeah, I was. If I would have known, <laughs> I did that for another thing that Gabriel was doing. They were doing a behind the scene with Gabriel at the laundromat, uh-huh. and I showed up there doing my laundry. <laughs> hey, look, my friend Felipe is there. But he hey, told you up? to do yeah. that. Huh? Yeah, you set it up. But um, at that Lucy's, they were gonna when um, John Kerry. Was running for president. Oh, you told me you met John Kerry. He was um he was right there doing uh they were showing a Good Morning America thing about you know life in LA, what's going on in America in Los Angeles, and they went to go what record and film people doing stand up comedy at the laundromat. Hmm. And that's the only show Gabriel and I did, hmm. just to be on Good Morning America. You knew how to get that coverage. That's how I do it. <laughs> TV credit. Hell yeah. I want to know. Yeah. Yeah. So Lisa has been drinking Modelo's every day since she's been back. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I like a good beer. I like a good beer. I don't like this new IPA craze, though. I've never been a fan of IPAs. 
They're too hoppy. That's Canadian beer. No, it's it's te- it stands for Indian India pa- India Pale Ale, but um, they're not all from India now. But the reason they're extra hoppy is because they made the trip from um, India to England, and to make that trip on the boat and preserve the beer, they threw in extra hops that helped it that helped preserve it. So it's just extra hoppy. But extra hoppy in my generation used to be known as skunk beer. And it smelled like a skunk and it tasted like a skunk. And it was just not good. And so every time I drink IPA, I think, why this tastes like skunk beer used to taste, you know? And I'm just not a fan. I like a good half of ice and the best half of ice and I ever I used to drink Guinness. Um, not stout. I never liked the stout, but I like Guinness on draft. But I like Guinness. I like bass for a while. And um, then I like all the Mexican beers. Those are easy drinking, you know, like Pacifico, even Corona, you know, Pacifico, uh, Sol. I like Sol a lot. And that was a dollar in Mexico. It was fucking awesome. But, um, but the Sol is like Mexican Milwaukee best. Yeah. (laughs) But it's real basic. You know, sometimes you just want a basic beer that's not. You know, not too, yeah, you just want some extra stuff on the side with your taco or whatever. It doesn't have to be award-winning. But uh, I am I love beer, certain beers. I love beer. But I, my favorite Hefeweizen ever. Now, I like, um, I like Francis Garner in, the, Francis in a bottle. Garner. Yeah, nobody has it on draft. But I like Francis Garner. It's a good, good. Red Lion. Hefeweizen. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's Red right, Lion man. in Silver Lake has... Francis Conner on draft. You're right. I got drunk with you drinking it. <laughs> One of the couple times you and I have gotten drunk together when you were off the wagon. And there were long schooners there. Yeah. And the yeah. women were like the they dressed like those ladies they, from vacation. Yeah, they wear the Oktoberfest. Festival. Not later Hillison, but it's the female version. I don't know what that's called, but yeah. Worst food ever there though. They have wieners and cabbage and sour. Yeah, it's a lot of German food, man. If you want a big ass fucking pretzel with mustard <laughs> and a big old sausage, big old sausage sausages. on your plate with nothing on the side, <laughs> that's the weirdest thing. Who's sitting down to eat a wiener? I and don't understand the, that. All the jukebox music is fucking um, German music. German. But you know what? I love that place. I tell you why I love that place. I love the beer garden upstairs. It's a nice beer garden. The beer garden. Some of the outside beer garden or yeah, the one with the karaoke. No, upstairs outside. Yeah. Outside, because it's so beautiful and just relaxing. You don't and feel like you're in LA you outside. You don't feel like LA. It's so nice it's and like the nice beer garden. The the it like three or four o'clock in the afternoon. The sun's coming through, yes. and um, it's just laid back, and you get a nice beer there. And that's that was yeah, I like that place. I forgot about that place. I, I, now that I reminded you about the beer and the Red Lion, mm-hmm. that beer, it's kind of tastes a little dark, huh? Like Guinness kind Francis of. Francis Conner? Yeah. No. No? Not at all. I'm thinking of some other beer I had there. It was black. Yeah, this is not black at all. Francis Conner is like a um, golden, it's a wheat beer. It's a Hefeweizen. And it's... um. The label is like a reddish flag, a bluish flag, huh? No, the label is brownish, goldish, and it has a monk on it. Oh, because the Francis kind of priest made it. I have no idea what he made it up. <laughs> But yeah, I think he's a monk or a priest. Um, but the, um, my favorite half of Ison ever. I like Hogarden too. Hogarden is good, and um, but my favorite ever was Brooklyn Vice. 
Brooklyn Brewery in New York had some of the best beer ever. And I think they only had like four or five varieties. And they never shipped their beer outside of New York. And it pissed me off that I could never get the Brooklyn Vice. It had a little hint of banana or bubblegum kind of in the background, which I never have had in any other Hefeweizen ever. It was something special. I miss that beer. People love their beer, man. I miss that beer. When I was in um, doing that show with Mike Epps in um, Milwaukee, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, yes. Mm -hmm. there There was a beer there that the people that were visiting there from Cincinnati, Ohio to watch the Milwaukee um Milwaukee Brewers play the Cincinnati Reds, I guess, that day. These people were like had cases taking it home with them. Of shit beer? I don't know what, what kind beer? of beer it was. Oh. Some beer that they cannot get over there and um they cannot get it in the south. Mm. So it's only there, I guess it's just like your Brooklyn beer, they don't ship it. Mm-hmm. He goes I told that lady, that must be some good beer. Oh, my, but this beer is good. They don't have it in the South. And it was Rheingold. What beer do they have in Wisconsin? That's <laughs> so great. Milwaukee. Well, there's Milwaukee's best. That's not. That that. <laughs> That's Milwaukee's worst. get that anywhere. It's like, turn out the faucet and it comes out. You get uh, it in a flint. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Had a green label. A green label? You're not thinking of Rolling Rock. That's Pennsylvania. Hell no. Oh. Green label. I don't know. Rolling, rolling Rock, man, is like Lowen Bro. No. Rolling Rock's like Corona Light. When I, got, when I was in my binges, uh, I will not. pull over and get that. I used to buy a 12 pack of that beer. Rolling, rolling Rock? rock? Boring. It was on sale. Of course it was. You are definitely an alcoholic because you don't enjoy any alcohol. When I want to tell you what what it tastes like. No, I mean you would drink, you would get on a on a on a binge and drink uh, White Russians because you felt like Big Lebowski for a while, right? But it wasn't even the drink; you didn't care. You just felt wanted to feel like the dude. You wanted to feel like you know. You wanted to have that feeling. You were going for the feeling over anything. How about when I was just drinking vodka and cranberry? I want to be Danny Bonaduce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But you didn't care. But I would see your face when you drink, and you would wince every time when the alcohol. I never liked beer taste. You don't beer like any horrible. The, I think any of the alcohol you would drink, it hurt you. Like you didn't like it. I would just drink beer to where it tastes good. Yeah, and then you would just start. Um, but once I'm buzzed, it tastes all right. I, I don't. I don't taste it anymore. No but you don't care what kind it is. You nah, just will take anything. And that's when you start smoking and like all this stuff. Like you don't even care. It's like yeah, just give me, give me, give me, give me. If it's gonna give me. A feeling, I want it. <laughs> like, I remember one day I just said, you know what, fuck, I never drank that beer. And I drink, drink, and I got fucked up on Newcastle. For a, Oh, Newcastle is gross. But for a while, um, uh, for a while, or when I, when I'm, I think your first binge that I was there for, you went, you were drinking um, Smirnoff Ices. There was a period of time where you had Smirnoff Ice. Like a lot of it. And no staying sober. What? No, you weren't. No, it's screwed up. I got me fucked up. Yeah, it's like malt liquor, but it's in smaller alcohol percentage. Yeah, no. I don't know how how strong it was. Maybe it was like five to seven percent, I'm gonna say alcohol. You know? It was seven percent maybe. I can't remember. It was a little less than wine. 
little more than beer. Small liquor right there. And then just cranberry and vodka only. And then, then just Jack whatever. and Coke. I, and I remember and this one fire. night. I remember one night. We were in the desert somewhere. I forget where it was out there. So you did some weird room. And one fifty one, one fifty one, never and had I, it. And I was in my head. I was like, "Please don't ever remember this drink. Please don't." remember I, I remember this that drink. I wanted it. It was no fun. It's just like pure alcohol. It was pure alcohol. And I, you drank it though, and you said, "That's my new favorite drink." Because I think you immediately recognized how strong it yeah, was. Yeah, I was happy, and you were happy. It was going to be a short trip it had where a you wanted to go. Bit of coke, a little splash of coke, and. You um, you had this look in your face like you had found the the glory. Come, nobody you told know? me like, about this. Yeah, yeah. I think you said something like that, and I was just like, "Oh, please forget what this is called. Please forget what this is called." <laughs> I I was hoping you'd forget what that alcohol was called because it was so dangerous for somebody like you. I was like, "Oh," because like you could easily have alcohol poisoning from that, not realizing how strong it is, and just drinking a bunch of it, you know, and just die. That was always my fear, was you were just going to go too far one time, you know. Enchilada casserole podcast. <laughs> I was going to talk about another bad decision. You ever make any bad decisions? That you're in the, when you're in the middle of the bad decision, you go, this is a really bad decision. Only when I was a kid. Like what kinds of things? Swallowing a screw. <laughs> you swallowed a screw? <laughs> You did it on purpose or as a dare? In the back seat of a car. I'm in the back seat of my, my dad's driving. I see a screw. And I was thinking of some television show where I saw it. And the kid got ice cream after. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I didn't get no ice cream. I got a, I got a slap <laughs> to the back. I got the, death, the fucking death punch to the back. And then I threw up. And that shit scraped my throat. Oh, really? That's why I talk like this now. Yeah, man. No, for real, I did swallow a screw. Man, I had a, um, well, this wasn't a medical thing, but I was thinking, when I was thinking of bad decisions, I was thinking of um, this time, we had a water bed at one point in our apartment. Fancy. Not you and I, but uh, my ex. Fancy. It was not fancy. Somebody gave it to us. In New York? It, no, in Ohio. Okay, okay, man. It was very... 70s. It was like somebody got rid of their 70s. It came with Scott Bale. No, nobody could have. It had carpeted rails on the sides of the, it was carpeted, brown carpeted, covered, carpet covered um, sides of the whole waterbed, right? Like big square panels, you know, rectangular panels around it. The, the bed itself was the old fashioned plastic you know oh. the the you know the traditional old-fashioned water bed that you would one sit those, on and oh, oh, yeah, I remember those. <laughs> but the ones so, now don't do all that stuff huh no they're usually waveless or the best kind i slept on one kind it was my friend's mom she had a bad back and she was like oh here this was pete's mom when when pete was dying and we were all spending time at his house his mom said oh sleep on my bed it's got it's great i have a bad back and i'm not gonna be sleeping tonight so her bed had coils i mean had tubes water tubes inside the mattress so it was a regular mattress shell (coughs) with the um, top and bottom padding laying on top of individual tubes of water 
inside the mattress. So it was just like this heaven. It was like sleeping on heaven. I don't even remember what that's called, but it was the best sleep I've ever had in my life, I think. And I'll never forget that bed. She's like, no, it's tubes. I said, that's a water bed? It's tubes. I don't even know if they make it. That was, he died in 2001. So I don't know if it's still, if they still have that. But this be- this waterbed was, um, it was the squishy old-fashioned kind. And it was like goldish or whatever. Well, I wanted to um, get the water out. I didn't want the waterbed anymore. But I hadn't thought when we took on the waterbed in the beginning, it was a free bed. I was like, yeah, cool. You buy those, you fill them up yourself or they come filled you up? You fill them up yourself. You can't carry that thing. That's right. Water. <laughs> no, you lay it in the frame and then you fill it up with a hose. And right? if it's perfect? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's yeah, the, the frame is sized to whatever size that mattress is going to be when it fills up. But the hose come with it. No, it's regular garden hose. So, so what happens is that uh, I didn't think when we got the waterbed, what's going to happen when I don't want the waterbed anymore? You know, I didn't think that far ahead. So we had to move out to go to New York and I didn't want this waterbed. Uh, I, you know, I had to empty it out. And the only way you can really empty out a waterbed is um, uh, hooking the hose back up to it. And then you do some sort of reverse vacuum thing. You like plug it to your faucet for a second and then you undo it. And then it reverses the pull of the water. So it comes out of the hose and you put the hose in the bathtub and it drains out. Right. I don't know how it works, but it's like a it's like a siphon. You know how I vacuum the fish tank and it works on a siphon sort of principle um and you kind of pump and then the water starts flowing the other way right out of the out of the bed into the hose into my bathtub right except it stopped working it stopped working and um i couldn't get it to work again and so now i have a half full bed and um i'm panicking because i can't get this to work and there's and I'm by myself. I can't pick up the rest of the waterbed and like take it to the bathtub and drain it or anything like that because it's too heavy. So I decide to cut open the bed. Damn. I don't know why I decided to cut open the bed, but I decided to cut open the bed. So so I'm now. Who's there? A cat in a hat with you? Nobody's there. My cat. Something the cat in the hat would come in and go, hey, cut the mattress. I was Let's have fun today. 25 when I did this. Yeah. What's wrong with me? So I You were angry. So something. I sliced ah. so I sliced open the waterbed. But now instead of it being like a, a contained bag of water that I can cap off with one piece, right? It's now a blob that I can't control and I have to hold up the cut part of the wet, of the waterbed so it the water doesn't spill out everywhere. You were like Mickey Mouse and Fantasia. <laughs> exactly. I was like, if I let go, the water's going to go You're everywhere. You're holding the dam. <clears throat> yeah. Dam. <clears throat> so I'm freaking out. So I stood there in the middle of this waterbed in, and water is starting to kind of come move. out. And uh, and there's this sliced 
bag that is now uncontrollable because the, the, the sort of vacuum has been let out now. So it's very wobbly and the water is taking control and not me. So I'm holding this bag of water that's giant still. It's about halfway full, but it's, it was a queen size bed. <laughs> How many so finally, I don't even know. Finally, Josh comes home. I'm standing there until he comes home. We don't have cell phones. I can't call him. There's even if I could, I don't. I don't know if I could reach my phone. I'm standing there. I'm frozen. So he comes. Home. I was like, "Help! Help! Help!" He comes in there. What happened? So we start scooping out water. Like I start opening the the tear that I made, the slice that I made, and then he starts scooping water out. And then, I mean, it was a real nightmare. It was full of like we had to race against time to scoop out the water before this bag completely the the mattress completely exploded, like ripped apart, right? Because it was starting to rip from my slice and the water pressure. It was uncontrollable. But what a stupid decision! Why why did I do that? That's I find myself doing stuff like that. Like I see it happening right before I do it. You crashed a car today. <clears throat> that was just I I thought there were two planters there, not three. <laughs> I didn't crash the car. Cinder blocks. I knocked into a cinder block slowly when I was backing out of a car. I went forward thinking there was nothing in front of me. <clears throat> you said the car was okay, right? It's fine. I didn't look. Dude. Man, how long did you wait there? No. Oh, I don't even know. Forty-five minutes. It was. It felt like an eternity. I was. My muscles were so sore. I was. I. My brain hurt because I couldn't think of any way out of this. And I was. Uh, wow, I can see myself in that room right now. And I was so panicked. Like, how am I going to do if he doesn't come here soon? I thought I was going to die. Oh, and another bad. Oh, another bad decision. You ever likes <laughs> this is stupid. Remember the movie Desperately Seeking Susan with Madonna and Rosanna Arquette? Yes. <clears throat> Desperately Seeking. Okay, I was a huge Madonna fan. Huge Madonna fan. Because and nobody in my neighborhood, I went, you know, I went to black schools and I lived in a black neighborhood for the most part or rednecks. Um nobody liked Madonna. Nobody cared about her. Nothing. I would see on TV people going crazy dressing like Madonna all over the country, all over the world. Except in Dayton, Ohio, nobody gave a shit about her except Lisa O'Daniel. Right? I was her biggest fan over there. Anyway, and I dressed like Madonna and people called me Madonna at school. I saw that movie <clears throat> probably five or six times right when it came out because I was so obsessed with her. And then um, there were these boots that she wears in the movie. <clears throat> and they're, um, they're black. And they have white, um, I mean, they have like diamond um, accents on them or rhinestones all over them, right? But they're these little booty, uh, like short boots. And they were so awesome, and I wanted them. And she has this, like, powerful, free attitude in the movie. And um, I just wanted those boots really badly. So I went to the only mall near me, and uh, they had those boots in stock at Baker, right? It was kind of like a promo kind of thing that they yeah. had these boots, right? I was like, oh, my God, I could get these boots. And I was maybe 14 or 15. I scraped all my money together and I um, 
I bought these boots, but I didn't care that it was their last pair of boots and they didn't fit me. I bought them anyway. They were like a size too small for me. I think they, I was, I wore like a six at the time and they were a five. They hurt my feet and I didn't care. And I still wore those things. Fucking callos. Have you done anything like that before? <laughs> what is callos? Corns. Corns. <laughs> yeah, it hurts. You never did anything like that? Like, I love this shirt. It doesn't quite my fit, friend, but I'm going to buy a, it anyway. My friend in junior high, he has, so or junior high or high school, he, has a, he had um, an extra, um, or he was stealing them. I don't know, but he had extra contacts. And he goes, In his eyes? Yeah, no, he had like different colors. Uh-huh. And he goes, he let me have the blue ones. And I don't know why I took them. I don't even need them. And I remember I put them on, and it was hard to put on. <laughs> and I wore them for about three hours. My <laughs> eyes were on fire, man. They were on fire. They were red, man. But they were blue. <laughs> so I walking around like looking like Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> My health were burning, man. But then I, I wanted them more, but I didn't see that guy again. He had all colors. So where are you going to be at this week? Where are you going to be at this week? This week, I'll be at the Tempe Improv. It's beginning Thursday through Sunday, but I don't know when this will air. May 18th through the 21st. I'm going to put it out tomorrow. I'm going to be at the um, Irvine Improv next week, April. May 25th through 28th. May 5th through the 28th. 25th through the 28th. Memorial Day weekend. And it Saturday's almost sold out. It's probably sold out by now. And we might add another show one of those days. Your Irvine, we usually do sell out. Amazing. I think you added two shows last time. And it was still sold out for those other two shows. It was a crazy weekend. Crazy. And then uh, you're going to be in Arlington. Arlington. First, first week of June. And then July, Ava Amphitheater, July 1st, with Paul Rodriguez and Tierra and Malo and War. The whole festival thing. Cisco Kid was a friend of mine. And then... Wah, 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 wah. And then... Um, Corpus Christi in July. Um, August is going to be... Oxnard. Oxnard. I'm back. August is going to be Brea. Whether it's Are we going to do another enchilada next week or just maybe. next three months? Maybe. The Maybe Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I had fun. It was fun. We're talk moving to too. I'll talk to you again in a month. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're moving. Yeah. We are moving. We bought a house. Yes. And hope to get it. I mean, we're waiting. We're closing in a couple of weeks. So we'll it's going to be happens. ours, but 99% sure it's going to go through and be fine. Yeah, we'll see. And, uh, yeah, it's exciting. Exciting. I'm very happy. So we're happy with it. It yeah. was the best one, and I'm so glad we're done looking, I hope. <laughs> you guys know more about it next time. Yeah. All right. Take so care. I waited Bye. with high hopes. She walked in the place I knew her smile in an instant I knew the curve of her face It was my own lovely lady And she said, oh, it's you 
I said I never knew that you liked. 